and welcome officially to the very first video edition of the canvas casters lord help us uh we are we are live on all platforms right now to not only uh do a test run of the canvas casters with actually faces on the screen but also to discuss the release of a very special project marcus and i uh, have been involved with for almost a year and a half so we're just really here to take your questions and interact with fellow canvas lms users and tonight we get to go behind the book and discuss the making of canvas lms for dummies which is on sale wherever books are sold eddie and i have been doing the whole podcast thing and we just are so grateful to even get a chance to do that and have that be part of our lives. Um, we had no intention or really it was pie in the sky sort of talk, um, uh, you know, as far as like how long, how many episodes can we get before we either quit because nobody cares or we get a cease and desist. And uh, neither of those things happened. And, and, it, and it's been really great. And it's it sort of brought a lot of uh, excitement to, to our lives personally and professionally. Um, you know, as far as myself and, you know, why I'm here or how I got here, uh, you know, 20 years in education as an English teacher, uh, high school, middle school, I taught every grade except juniors, not sure how I dodged junior year, but um, had all grade levels from six to 12. Uh, I kind of got into the tech game uh, first through becoming a media specialist. Um, uh, I, I took the test. I became a media specialist slash, lots of you guys know about the slash, slash tech coach. Um, and so I was kind of doing those two roles. And that really was the foot in the door to let me really capitalize on my passion for technology, which I kind of didn't know that I had until I started really getting into using Canvas as a classroom teacher. And when I discovered all the things I could do uh, and how my students were responding to that, that's when I really got into the tech side of things. And then sort of it all just kind of, it just all kind of snowballed from there. Um, <laughs> and, and then I end up meeting Eddie and, and we collaborate on all sorts of little projects here in Indiana over the years. And then uh, kind of now here we are live on the internet so <laughs> no one should ever give us the keys to anything because we're probably going to do something that we shouldn't which is live stream a Q&A about a book that we've written um no it's just it's so interesting like Marcus and I have known each other for a long time and you know a lot of the stories that we've been able to be a part of or uh, some of the the trainings and professional developments we've been a part of have always culminated around you know this idea that that Marcus has been around in education far longer than I have no, no jokes no jokes about age um, but I would occasionally uh, you know have a question or something would come up as we're integrating canvas and um, he would have an answer or he would say well back in the day you know back when I used to have to, you know, shovel 12 inches of snow out of my driveway before I walked 15 miles to the school. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to do it uh, uh, this way. And I'd be like, well, no, now there's a thing. And he'd be like, what? And we'd kind of talk about it. And we realized that we had this just really fun banter back and forth about something that we loved, which was Canvas LMS at the time, right? So we got together, we started a podcast, the thing launches and, and kind of snowballs. Again, we were really sure there was a cease and desist letter somewhere at some point, um, <laughs> but they, they were very supportive of that project. And then 
we're really getting ready to start season two and whatever the future may hold for Marcus and I when it comes to, you know, the pandemic, it kind of uh, hitting pretty hard. And, and we get a phone call uh, from, from Wiley Publishing, the people that actually make the Dummy series. And they ask us, uh, is um, this something we would be interested in? Would we write? They were interested in maybe doing a Canvas for Dummies book because the executive producer, publisher, was uh, had some kids in school and they were using Canvas. And he thought, we don't have a Canvas for Dummies book. We should. Uh, and then who would write it? And then apparently these two... <laughs> These two yahoos Easy. <laughs> uh, come come across the come across the search engine somewhere for the canvas casters, and they were like, "We wonder if you would be interested in writing this book." And uh, honestly, we thought this was fake. We were googling and trying to figure out like who is this person. What was Marcus said like? Was there a, you know a Nigerian prince somewhere that was yeah. trying to you know get our checking account numbers? We were at getting some point? catfished for sure. <laughs> <laughs> which which wasn't the case, right? It was all real life. And um, we've said it multiple times. I've said it a few times on the podcast very early on that uh, writing things isn't necessarily my forte. We've been asked to do some blogs and some other things, and I'm like, no, big <laughs> XO for me. Uh, not, super, um, not super interested in any of that. But writing a book was always something that would have been fun as long as I could do it with somebody that was way smarter than I was when it came to <laughs> that kind of thing. So partnering with him has just been great because I knew I wasn't worried about sounding like a dummy. He'd make me sound super smart. I could do some of the things which I loved. A lot of the screen casting, a lot of the instruction clickety-click stuff is coming from me. Marcus was doing more of the, the pedagogical story time, uh, why and how you should use it, which was just absolutely fantastic so um it really kind of worked in both of our favors that we would be able to do this and i think for me marcus starting out i was super nervous right like <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I i didn't know where to start but i i think having you helped me just feel a little bit more comfortable i don't know how you felt when we started yeah the i mean we we've talked about this between the two of us and certainly with our families that like uh writing a book was probably not something that either of us ever expected to be able to do or have the opportunity to do. Um, and you know, when, when that occurred and we actually got into starting the process, I think that's when it hit both of us. We're like, Oh, this is going to be hard work. This <laughs> isn't just fun and games, puppy dogs and ice cream. This is, this is real work. And, and we have friends who have, are published authors and we're, super jealous uh of that um and and you know when we had the opportunity we just wanted to honestly we just wanted to be able to meet the needs of as many users as we possibly could and um speaking to uh the question in the chat there how deep is the book um anyone familiar with uh anyone familiar with canvas or excuse me with the dummies brand you know there is a there is a, a a method to the madness of the dummies brand, um, and it's tried and true. I mean there there are very few brands out there that are as strong as as the dummies brand in terms of uh, providing folks with the um, sort of a desk reference, a, a a quick hit. I need to know this. I go into the book. I I can easily find that. And then I can go and do that thing. 
uh, or learn more about that thing. And, and so we knew that and, and we were excited about that element because we felt like we could build engaging content and hopefully have our voices come through in between that stuff. You know, so when you're getting click by click, uh, you know, step by step on some of the basics of Canvas in the book, um, in between that, it's all sandwiched within, you know, sort of our educational experience and our, our the pedagogy and the best practices of, of online learning and, and blended learning. And we just all put it kind of like the podcast all through the lens of canvas. And so, and we, you know, we threw some Panda talk in there and uh, we're, we're trying to, trying to get crazy. Um, but they, you know, it's just, it's an exciting thing. And I, I just, I, I can't really believe that anybody's here talking in the chat and, and anybody's <laughs> at all interested, but I'm just, I just feel very, very hashtag blessed. I guess. Well, some of us aren't uh, just hanging out in the chat. Some of us are actually physically in the car at a red light. Uh, <laughs> Greg, we don't ever recommend listening to us while you drive, let alone uh, signing into a to a chat. But it sounds like he's all good. He is at the computer now. Um, and as uh, Kat says, the South needs you. Your safety is paramount, <laughs> which, which we absolutely agree with. Greg Bagby, one of our absolute great friends out there. Thank you for joining us, both of you. Um, but uh, glad to see that you're now at a computer and no longer taking your life into your own hands at Red Lights, chatting on Thank the Canvas you. for Dummies Q&A. We really yes. appreciate that. Um, Greg, man. <laughs> uh, here's a question from our good friend, Beth. We're going to dive into these as, as we're chatting about the book. Um, now that the podcast is official, uh, a podcast of Canvas and the book writing is complete. What exactly will you do with your spare time? Um, that's that is uh, that is further from the truth. As Man, I tell you, it's like Beth has been talking to our wives. <laughs> yeah. So so here's the deal. Um, when we were starting the book process, I was kind of deep into starting a new job, right? With with Canvas and, and working for Instructure full time. Marcus was still working for a school district. So like that was a huge conversation. Like I can't always start writing a book and now I'm thinking about this new job and like what in the world happens next? And there's just a lot of work to be done. Um, but the, as you, most of you that, that know Marcus and I and that have been in constant communication with us, you all know um, that we don't stop. Uh, Marcus has a saying like can't stop, won't stop. Or uh, there's usually something he's always putting out on Twitter where he's, you know, the hardest worker in the world because that's what he does. And always think, say yes. Always, always say yes. Say yes. We don't say no to a whole lot of stuff, but we've got hey, we're up to something. I I like to use that for a lot of stuff. Uh, we are consistently up to something. I don't know if we'll ever have spare time. I can sleep when I'm dead. Um, and honestly, a lot of what we've been trying to do with making the podcast official and, and getting this book out there has really been for you guys, right? Like we don't. <laughs> Yeah, writing a book is cool, and having your name on the spine of a book is like super cool. I think I think I can attest to that. Like having the name right there is super cool. But um, so there is something intrinsical about that as a as an adult that I'm like, yeah, my name's on a book. That's pretty neat. But honestly, like Marcus and I started the podcast so that we could connect people with other people, and that we knew that our stories weren't unique, that there were other folks out there globally um, that were dealing with the same problems and the same issues. And 
Um, the podcast was a way to connect folks to that because we felt like we could provide voice and amplify some of those stories. This book is a testament to that. We wanted to make sure that we had stories in here from users and to, to talk about the people that we've met along the way that have told us all of the great things we're doing because although we love Canvas and we used Canvas religiously and I made sure that I was promoting Canvas and everything I did as an educator, um, nothing was more gratifying than talking to you folks in the community and talking to you guys on Twitter about how you were also having those same experiences. And I think this is kind of a, I don't want to say, like I always say, like um, this is a love letter to Canvas users, right? Like this is something that um, will give you a step-by-step clickety-click for those that need it, but it's also filled with stories about how you are really making a difference in students' lives and ways that you can make a difference um, by those stories to let other users know. We kind of mentioned this before, but we got a message here from Carrie Nielsen. Um, what level of Canvas knowledge should a reader have before diving into the book? Well, as we know, uh, Dummies books are super simple, right, Marcus? Well, I mean, if we're writing it, uh, you know, you got to consider the sources. But yeah, I mean, the whole the whole premise uh, of the dummies series and how they've sort of approached learning is like focused and laser focused is which is one of our favorite terms laser focused on you know new users to whatever it happens to be it, so i mean if you go into amazon and you look at all of the four dummies books you, you know that and so, some of some of you guys out there probably have a dozen of these books <laughs> on the shelf uh, for different things that you've wanted to learn about. Um, our goal, our hope, Carrie, is, is that if you are brand new to Canvas or maybe your district is, is you've heard murmurs, you know, maybe there's talk in the background of, of maybe going to Canvas in the future uh, or you're new to it or maybe you've even had it for a year or so. Um, our goal was ultimately to meet the needs of the new users and give a lot of the basic, fundamental, foundational skills. Um, but we also tried, and we hope, I, honestly, that's that's my hope, Eddie, and I, I know it's yours too. We really hope that we were able to help those users, but then also our gurus, you guys that are you know here, uh, you know, tuning in, and all of our our, our friends out there in in Canvas fam land, you know, these are gurus, these are experts, these are the people that we learn from. We want you guys to read the book and, you know, again, hear our voice, um, be able to, uh, you know, laugh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> here and there. Uh, hear some, hopefully some good stories that make you think, make you think about what we do as educators, um, help you see the immense value that you have in, in your role. Um, and so we hope that it hits for a lot of different levels of users uh, in the end. Uh, but obviously on the surface, the design of the Canvas for Dummies book is certainly going to certainly serve the needs of new users uh, right out of the gate. Yeah, and honestly, this, this book was um, built specifically a, a around um, every level of user. As Marcus mentioned, you know, we know that there are districts that might be moving to Canvas in the fall or districts that um, might be thinking about Canvas as they move forward. Um, this book was, was to help, right? And we also know that there are tons of other resources out there for you. So, and again, right up front in the book, we say a lot of the stuff that we're going to cover uh, can be found in the Canvas community. I know a lot of the folks that are, that are on the live stream right now that we recognize these names 
friends are are super users in the Canvas community, and they have guides put together on every single thing that you need to do to make sure you are successful in Canvas. We feel like this is a bit of a supplement, right, to that, as well as being able to dive into more stories and why you might do those specific things. But you'll find a lot of links to the things that we're doing or talking about in the book to the Canvas community because those guides are, are so good and they're vetted by the company um, and have been there for a really, really long time. Um, yeah, it is, it is something that we believe is kind of a supplement resource for you as you move forward. Marcus, uh, some of the questions that we've gotten beforehand that we might want to dive into while folks are still collaborating online and love the engagement keep them coming we're here right to, to answer those that's why we're doing this um how in the world was the sausage made right how how did this process work um i think i'll let you tackle that one so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh uh, so you know i think i'll speak for myself in terms of like what i my expectation versus what happens um i i think in in my mind you know we sort of went through the process of like agreeing to do the thing and signing documents and so forth. And then it was sort of, then we got a coach. Uh, we, we got a sort of, I, I think a dummies coach and she sort of helped us through um, giving us a, a, an idea of sort of like tone and voice and, and you know, uh, words to use and not use like, you know, you're going, don't say we say you uh, that kind of stuff, <laughs> which uh, is and, which is whatever English teacher ever told me <laughs> to never do on a paper. Right, right. 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 Because because in your English class, it, it, it's intended to be more formal. And the the brand, you know, the focus here is for it to be a little bit less formal um, and, and to be more accessible and easy to read. And, and so that was the goal. So we got coached up a little bit. And then we got to the point where, you know, we had to, Eddie and I had to sit down and like hunker down in a coffee shop multiple <laughs> weeks, consecutive weeks, um, and really hammer out the, the table of contents, right? What are we going to include? And that's when I immediately realized this was not a joke anymore. <laughs> because when we were working on just the table of contents, just what's going to be in this book? Um, and when we looked at the grand scope of, of what Canvas does and what it can do and the levels, right? You know, there's the foundational skills and then there's like next level and then there's, you know, really getting into some guru sort of Jedi level stuff. And, and, and we, you know, frankly, the book would be 18,000 pages long if we confronted all of that. Um, and that's truly not what the, the brand is ultimately focused on is, you know, we had to really sort of focus in and focus on the things that we thought were most, most vital for somebody like Carrie, uh, who's like, I, we're, we're getting canvas in the fall. I'm trying to get myself ready. I want to be ready to rock and I need all the resources. And so, you know, once we did that, um, the process sort of began, that was the easy part. And I was already scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we got into actually writing, um, that's when I think Eddie and I both sort of uh, sort of realized that we were and mind you, Eddie and I work together a lot. We have a very good working relationship. We complement each other. Eddie said that earlier. Um, I, I know we both feel very lucky to have that uh, complementary sort of uh, partnership. Um, it was pushed 
when we had to collaborate on writing because the process <laughs> of it was something that neither of us had ever done. Yeah. And I mean, it was almost it was almost like, uh, you know, we were having to walk with like a shared body or something like we were <laughs> like joined at the hip and we had to really get on the same page. And um, and I I think that pushed us to to at least for me, I, I wanted to do my absolute best because I didn't want to let him down um, and, and have him be like, dude, come on, man. What is this garbage? Uh, so I think, you know, what we say, we've said it before, like iron sharpens iron. And, and when you've got competitive uh, folks that you um, that you really feed off of uh, when you collaborate, um, I, I just think it makes for better everything. Uh, makes better uh, partnerships better final products and and i think eddie and i both we've we've lived that in in school in our schools and in our work lives up to this point yeah shout out to the uh rivet coffee bar and roastery there in westfield indiana where we spent <laughs> right. most of our time uh writing this thing together kind of a central location for both of us mm -hmm. uh, in different parts of indiana it could be rivet but they never said their name i'm gonna say rivet um or <laughs> i think it's or rivet. rivet or rivet uh wherever you're from we'll just take that pronunciation so um but yeah we spent uh, a few a few weeks there uh writing this thing and, and trying to hash it out and marcus is right like um, nothing will test a, uh, a working relationship quicker than uh, finding, a, finding a book to write 298 pages. Hold on, let me update. It changes every time I look at it because I can't believe it's still alive. Um, 286 total pages, including the all about the author section. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's it was a great it was a great thing, right? Um, I think while Marcus was heavily focused on making sure that the words flowed really well, I was just trying to make sure that it made sense technically. And I don't think any of this could have been done without the fabulous Kona Jones, um, who is either maybe lurking somewhere. Uh, on the chat, uh, Kona Jones, our technical editor that we brought in on this project, um, was so uh, helpful in making sure that, that Eddie didn't sound like a dummy and Marcus didn't sound like a dummy from a technical side of things. Because although we had an editor and we had folks that were kind of keeping us on track, those were, once we were done, once we had someone else we had to rely on and somebody else that was relying on us, uh, the great queen of Canvas, Kona Jones, and... She really um, spent a lot of time reading a lot of uh, things that we were writing and said, now, now just, to, just to make sure, you know, as an administrator, this may not be on mm -hmm. or this might be something that's a little confusing to users. Uh, such a great person to be able to um, collaborate with and really kind of keep us on track uh, to make sure that it's done. We have another question here. Um, I feel like this was a super quick turnaround. How long did it take you all to write it from start to finish? Uh, I would say probably a year and eight months, nine months, depending. Um, lots of conversations before then uh but it was uh it was a long time right what, well yeah what's what's crazy from uh, start to finish from maybe the first conversation to this actually physically in my hands right right yeah yeah what, what's wild about that though uh and that and that's our friend carrie right there yeah um what's crazy carrie is that the time the initial timeline was significantly <laughs> shorter than what actually happens right. there was a yeah. time there was a timeline Right. 
here's the here's how the sausage here's behind the book <laughs> there was a moment where uh wiley said to us we want this out by christmas we want this out for christmas shopping season well before christmas it was if you can get it done by fall start oh yeah 2021 yeah, yeah. august yeah. Uh, october they said october if we can get if we can get to october launch that would be great and then we didn't make that obviously <laughs> right. they said well christmas would be fantastic um and, and we were like that's brilliant santa <laughs> brings a book yeah <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't hit that deadline either <laughs> Donnie Piercy. Uh, I, knew, I had a feeling Donnie was going to show he, up. And he's echo. here at some point. As you know, uh, Donnie, our good friend, uh, someone that we've known through Ed Tech Team, uh, someone that we've collaborated with on some other projects. Uh, Donnie Piercy has a podcast as well. Uh, Marcus, uh, the name escapes me. Maybe he can put the name in the chat for other folks to be able to listen it's, to. Are you, are you being funny? You really don't well, remember? I would like you to say it. The Partial Credit Podcast? The Partial Credit Podcast. In fact, uh, uh, they're three dudes that just love to podcast, and, and they have a really fantastic show. Make sure you check them out. Uh, but Donnie put on Twitter the other day, um, because Donnie's a, a big Google user. He loves Google Classroom, and, and we were a part of that world at one point. And um, he just said, I just wish there was a view as student button. And I kind of poked the bear uh, with Donnie recently and said, I know where you can find a view as student button <laughs> in, in Canada. Canvas. So he asked Marcus to put the knowledge to the test. Donnie, there's a little button on almost anything in Canvas, and it's right up there at the top, super easy to find, that says view a student. Dare I say intuitive. Yeah. It almost may even say student view. Right. Yeah. I mean, eliminating really. the need for the third word for some reason. <laughs> Why use more words when less words more better? <laughs> That's right. So we had some other questions that came in, obviously, beforehand. Um, again, if you have questions, feel free to ask them in the chat. That's what we're doing this for. Maybe be on for another 10 or 15 minutes. Um, but really, uh, one of the questions that came up was, what, our, what was our goal, right? What was the goal of, of this book um, specifically? I told you a little bit about like why and the vision and, and what really kind of passionate uh, people like Marcus and I uh, wanted to do the project. But um, what were the main goals? To, to writing this. So, um, you know, for me, it was, uh, again, just to, to be something that people tangibly could go look at. And I've told this story a couple of times, and I'm going to tell it again for those that are new. Um, there, in, in my initial post, when we kind of announced or launched the book to say, hey, this thing is happening, you know, we're co-authors, it's a pretty special thing that'll be coming. Um, I tell the story of, of a user that uh, while I was implementing Canvas at my career in tech education center at C9, one of the educators, one of the teachers there, um, it consistently wanted a physical copy of some of the things that I was uh, that I was doing. And as a tech coach, as someone who uh, considers themselves an innovator, I have a badge that says I'm a Google innovator. I don't understand why you just wouldn't look it up on Google or just read uh, the screen and then follow along because uh, I'm a digital guy. So I really went home kind of just racking my brain about what a physical copy might look like um, and, and what, what that looks like. So at, at that time, I just printed out Canvas guides from the community and I stuffed them in a, a three-hole punch binder. <laughs> I put his name on the front and said, this is, you know, educator's memorial binder. And I put it up at the front of the classroom and other people could check the binder out if they needed it. Um, but as I was thinking about some of these educators that are 
uh, kind of um, growing up in this new digital age and has been teaching forever and, and that are used to having um, a quote unquote manual, right, to do things, especially career and tech ed teachers, I was like, I have to meet them where they're at, right? So that's where this three hole bunch pinder came in. And after a few weeks and he was using it, it helped tremendously. Like, and he goes, Eddie, I just wish there was a canvas for dummies book. So now I get to take this book back to that school and I get to hand it to him and say, you know what, you inspired me uh, to basically serve you in a manual form that I can hand you a physical copy of something that you can now use. And he may only teach for another year, super close to retirement. So, <laughs> but, but honestly, like there are folks out there for me, my goal was to hand folks a physical manual that they could have in tandem with the Canvas community guides. Yep, yep, yep. There, are you seeing the chat? Right it's now? blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love all these folks. Please let everybody see what Philip said. I mean, the holiday season is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you want? To, what do you want to talk across the table from Phil? You want to talk Canvas? That's all we got. That's all we got. I mean, I mean, Phil. To be real honest with you, I treated my my wife and my daughter to a fine, fine Valentine's Day dinner at the White Castle uh, a couple of years ago. Really nice, <laughs> classy. Um, they really, they really did it up nice. So, for anybody who wants to really, you know, really impress your loved ones, I highly recommend that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I want to cut. Uh, I'm looking in the chat. Cat uh, had a question there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Kat, one challenge to writing technically oriented literature in education is to prevent the repetitive point and click guidance. Uh, how did you all approach this book to be more than point and click? Outstanding question. We Outstanding. pushed. We pushed really hard uh, because I think initially these Wiley books are very. Um, are very point and click uh, and they have a structure right that says you know we need step by steps we need screenshots we need all of these things if you were to read um, Windows 11 for dummies right it's going to be very clickety click oriented when we started to give them our thoughts and ideas and kind of the first chapter draft renderings there was no clickety click so I think they knew like oh we've got two guys that want to pontificate <laughs> on pedagogy and not really yeah. give you clickety click um, so I think there was just a really nice balance that was struck yeah and I, that was i think that's what played to uh i think help that helped us both um you know eddie eddie has the process oriented brain that i don't um so he was able to think you know strategically about the structure of a chapter um and then utilize sort of how you know dummies books are sort of built anyway and then, then it got to a point where it was like, we were able to just sort of enhance in between those things. And that's where I felt like we really hit our stride is when we got that comfort level where the structure was in place and we had the click by click for the things we wanted to focus on. And then we were able to go in and really dig into, you know, why is it important that you do it this way? Um, uh, why is design uh, of, a, of a homepage important, you know? Uh, and, and I think that that's when we got really, really stoked about what it was going to end up being, hopefully, was when we started to see that sort of 
there was sort of a bounce like you know like when you used to see the little ball bounce along with the words when you're reading on the screen uh i felt it felt like that it was like there was this balancing act between the the click by click and then the the real thought and the and the why of things and and i think that that's what we're most proud of is you know you can get click by click a lot of places and you're going to get that here um but you're also going to get uh, some unique perspectives, some stories like like we frankly like we try to do on the podcast. And, and we hope that that's a way to sort of, you know, keep you as a reader really hooked in and engaged. You're never click by click for long before you get a, a, a transition into thinking deeply about what we do as educators. And then you get to bounce back to learn a new skill. And then you bounce back into thinking about the why and why it's important and why it helps learners. Um, and so that whole process was really um, exciting for me. And, but because the structure was there, I think that helped us. It was like bumpers at the bowling alley. <laughs> I, I never felt like I was going to go into the gutter. I felt like we had enough structure in place and Eddie laid groundwork um, and he had the process and, and we were able to always make sure that that ball was going to you know, stay in lane. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if there was anything more fun. Um, than <laughs> being able to tell stories as well as do the step-by-step click stuff. Because I think you can get those in two different places, right? We have the podcast, which we tell a ton of stories, but we're not really saying like, oh, this really cool product announcement or this really cool product thing that you would go into settings and then you would click this. And that, that would be very hard to follow on a podcast, by the way. <laughs> right, no um, visual. Hmm. And then you have the Canvas community that has guides that are clickety-click, right, that, that give you both. But you have these two different places. Like, we tried really hard to take those stories and integrate in them into this book that made sense. And, and I don't think if they're, they're, that's the most satisfying thing that we could have done, which is, you know, there are, there are ways like creating an announcement or using the media recorder or diving into the rich content editor, um, using the accessibility checker. These are in the book, right? Um, but most of it is our stories and the words, no ditch sit here. No one take any screenshots of that, right? <laughs> Don't be photocopying. Um, but, but yeah, for sure. Like we talk about how the pandemic was, was super impactful. We talk about flexibility of educators. We, we do those types of things and being able to marry those two together was, um, super important. Again, if you have a question, please ask those in the chat. We're kind of diving through some pre questions that have been coming in. Um, what are our favorite memories? Uh, that's something that, that came in earlier on our feeds into the DMS, Eddie and Marcus, what are your favorite memories of the book? Marcus, do you want to go first? <laughs> oh man. Um, there's probably there's, I mean, there's a few, um, I, I will say that part of what our process entailed um, was working within Microsoft Word. And as two guys who have sort of been very googly, uh, <laughs> you know, that was quite, that was a big ask for us. And, you're, you know, folks that are here watching and listening, you guys are like, are you kidding me? You're you can't you can't handle microsoft word uh, no frankly uh no <laughs> uh it, it was actually there was a significant learning curve for us both when it was 
we're, we're working on the same thing independently and the sharing was maybe a little bit different than what we were accustomed to with, with a, with a Google doc. And, and then we had all of the edits in the margin. I remember looking at these chapters where it was like, Eddie put things, Marcus put things, every edit and basically every keystroke was a different color and there was highlights and arrows. And I just remember there were moments where I was like, I'm, I'm going to, there's going to be a habit. I'm going to, there's going to be a vice that's going to be picked up by Marcus if, if I can't deal with this whole thing. Um, so the transition and working within uh, that type of uh, collaborative tool was challenging for, for us as a couple of, I, I think we're techie enough. Um, so I'll never forget just sort of looking at those documents in draft and thinking, how is this going to end up being on a page and looking like a book? Because yeah. it looked like somebody threw the Crayola box on and just, it was just, everything was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, see, we should have read that. We should have read that book, right? <laughs> we could have really benefited. Um, but yeah, we could, we definitely could have used that book. Uh, so I'll never, rem uh, never forget that feeling uh, because it really knocked my ego down significantly. You know, as someone who claimed to be tech, techie, and then I was really like, you know, very much fundamentally struggling uh, in those early stages. Uh, the other, the other one for me is just that, um, sort of the, the realization that we weren't being catfished, which we talked about <laughs> a little bit before. Um, that that Stephen yeah. really was an actual human being, you know. Um, and that uh, he had done his he had done his due diligence. He had done his internet sleuthing, and for some reason he thought, man, these guys uh, have might have something to say about this. Uh, but yeah. but the thing I but they, the one thing I will always remember about that conversation, Eddie, is uh, the Steve's children using Canvas, and that was really what sort of got him jazzed about the book was he was like i want i want you guys to do this book because i see my kids using this and i wonder you know if this could be something that could help you know teachers out there that uh you know need a little extra support need a little more reason to buy in uh need reason to get more excited about this part of their work and uh and that's that kind of got to me because I then I kind of felt like there was something I needed to do within the book to make sure that if you read the book, you come out of it a better um, a better user uh, of the platform. But you come out overall better as as an educator in some way, something you can take away. Yeah. So um, for those oh, oh, no. for, the, for those just oh, joining. No. <laughs> For those just joining, we have a special guest that's uh, that's on the. We should have actually invited him on to be kind of a guest speaker. Um, we don't know what we're doing ever, uh, but Marcus and I have said for a very long time um, that we kind of live a, a pretty dumb life, right? Like we have just uh, been blessed with getting lucky or being in the right place at the right time. But none of this happens without Steve Hayes, who is our executive producer. Uh, the byline officially is executive editor, Stephen Hayes, who reached out to Marcus and I and said, I would like you to write the canvas for dummies book. So this is the guy that actually made all of it happen. Um, and he knows our struggles because we kept saying, uh, we don't like this word stuff. 
I don't know who decided uh, to do the word, but we're not happy with it. So he was like, write in the Google Doc, put it in Word, apply the template, you'll be okay. Um, and he would like everyone here to know that he is actually a Nigerian prince. So <laughs> right, so <laughs> that that part might be true. Um, we had had a question come in the chat about how we might. Uh, update this book, right? How often do you see yourselves needing to update this book? As most of you know that live in the Canvas ecosystem, um, Canvas is not on a regular, what we would consider release or update schedule. So we don't typically have Canvas 11.0 and and here Mm -hmm. are all of the updates. Here's a thousand updates that are going to change your life as an educator. What they like to do is to take feedback from their users and they're very responsive, right? As it says here into into the question in quotes. Um, as soon as you know they get uh, an idea and a solutions engineer can spend time and resources on it, it happens, right? They fix it. Those product uh, engineers are, are consistently creating um, new and engaging experiences. And um, we know that with most dummies books, there is a first edition and a second edition and a third edition. Um, I haven't gotten over written, uh, writing the first edition yet, so... <laughs> Um, I don't know if I'm ready to, to physically commit to a second. Uh, Steve may still be with us. I don't know, Steve. I'm a, <laughs> I, I've got a little PTSD on doing this thing. Um, but it'll, it'll just uh, – we'll see how it plays out. You know, most of the stuff that we tried to cover in the book – kept it at that base level fundamental um, product uh, that that is already there and kind of the core of what Canvas is, knowing that that wouldn't be, let's just be honest, there are no new quizzes, old quizzes, Jones and the Sharks uh, happening in this book. Uh, We just cover, we cover quizzes in general. So um, we'll be excited to see what 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 the new edition might look like or how we update it. Steve says typically recovery time is uh, about four months. So so we'll see. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to know, um, uh, Steve. That that helps me because, you know, I, I've joked about this. I haven't been on my bike since I competed in September, and every time I look at my bike over there in the third car garage, I'm like, nope, I am no, no, I am not interested. And uh, so yeah, it's good to know that there is a sort of a acceptable lag time. Uh, but it's it's a good point. It's a good question from Cat. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's not a problem. It's a, it's a good thing. You know, I love, that's one of the, one of the things that we love about Canvas is, is that there, there are a number of people that are going through and saying, you know, how can we continually make this thing better for all users and user students and user teachers and professors and teaching assistants and uh, you know, classroom aides and everybody involved. And um, that being part of sort of the DNA uh, of the company, I think is really important. Does that mean that, that you know, yeah, the book will, you know, at some point, yes, there will be things that will be different. Um, but as Eddie said, we're, we really tried to hone in on some of those keystone uh, elements that have been, you know, very much, uh, you know, a dependable part. Um, and, and certainly there will be things that will change, but we're excited about, um, where it is now and where it's headed. And, um, you know, I, I just envision folks just really, you know, getting the post-it notes and those cute little sticky flags and highlighting and circling, uh, because people love doing that. Some people do, you know, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I do, 
but I know that like in college I did, yeah. you know, highlight the thing and mark it up and just really like own it and dog ear all the pages that you thought were yeah. really, you know, and that's, that's what this gives you. You can't, you know, you can only bookmark so many things, uh, you know, on the, on the community site. And this gives you a sort of a tangible source to quick check and reference and, um, <laughs> God, Beth, Beth always wants to know about swag. <laughs> swag. Listen, it's because we've we've held so much swag from them for so long. It's All time right. to give it up. Um, I understand I mean, completely. I mean, she's not far off. I mean, no, she's absolutely not. And we can't wait. We've got so many other things uh, to talk about, and we can't wait. There are actually. Um, some big things uh, coming uh, a lot of your yours ways out there um, uh, through the, the swag department as well as some of the things that we're doing um, with some of our advocacy stuff so we're super excited about that just internally uh, more questions coming in which I love cat yeah. is just Johnny on the spot how can school and district ed tech leaders utilize this book with their staff well we're glad you asked yes uh, I, I I saw that and I was like ooh ooh ooh, ooh. you know like that yes um, but, you know, again, Eddie and I tend to be like the big idea and then we'll figure out how to make that happen later, you know. Um, so, you know, in my mind, in Eddie's mind, we, we definitely feel like, you know, this type of resource is a great enhancement to implementing, you know, Canvas in a building. Um, <laughs> she's like, somebody else put the kids to bed. I'm busy. <laughs> um, but... Y- to Kat's point, I, I mean, I, I can envision, you know, this being part of school libraries, educational, the teacher library, you know, for teachers to go in and have a resource to quick check. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm dreaming, uh, you know, big dreams, then, yeah, I would feel like if you're if your district is implementing Canvas, then, yeah, you sh- you sh- as a district leader, you should be interested in you know, buying copies of the book and having them available for your teachers, all of them, some of them, one per department, you know, it it seems to me to make a lot of sense as an additional resource that way. Um, We already see people uh, using it that way or planning to use it uh, as part of like new teacher orientation. um, And obviously just in those early stages of implementing uh, and expanding the use. You know, at one time, Marcus and I had this idea. Again, we are we are definitely always saying yes and always thinking of new ways. Uh, at one time, we thought maybe there would be a Canvas.net uh, Canvas LMS for Dummies course. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that would be a thing uh, that people would be interested in, but um, we definitely it's definitely crossed our minds on what that might look like. Um, so we're we're interested in what you know, like implementation book study cohorts, like great idea for new teacher orientation. That's why we do this. We're not here to talk about the book. We just want you guys to collaborate <laughs> with each other on this chat right. uh, because I because again, no educator ever gets a bad idea from talking to other educators like I've always been uh, I've always you know felt that way and and felt that that was always something that was always needed let's get everybody in the room and just chat about it because I think we'll come up with some pretty good ideas Um, we are probably getting close to time so if you have questions um, and we've got one look at that I I didn't even have to go in Carrie Carrie's bringing the heat coming in hot finish this (laughs) sentence our book is a great companion book to the Canvas community. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. 
Silos yes. are for grain, not education. Love Absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you just look at the folks, and I know that there's plenty of folks that are, have, you know, checked in, tuned in, uh, or as we say, sort of lurking. Um, but if you look at the names here, um, we're talking about some serious heavy hitters in, in, the, in education. I was going to say ed tech, but like, let's just, let's keep it real. And so, you know, when you talk about Greg, you know, saying silos are for grain, not education, that's a huge part of, of what we hope this can do is because, and, and this goes back to what Eddie was talking about with, with Kona, uh, Kona being our, our tech editor, she's from higher ed. And so she was able to help us get out of our K-12 silo a lot of times uh, throughout the course of the editing. And she would say like, uh, hold the phone boys. That's not how this works in higher ed. And, and so I was really appreciative of that in the editing process, uh, getting her feedback and her helping us to sort of make sure again, that we were speaking uh, you know, a language and talking to the largest audience possible. And we didn't want higher ed folks to feel like they were being sort of shortchanged uh, from, from the content. And, and we didn't want to, you know, have anyone lacking. And so, you know, that sort of speaks to, you know, breaking down the silos is, you know, this is an amazingly powerful platform for learning, period. And, yeah. and so Kona did an amazing job of helping us uh, make sure that we were confronting all facets and all levels of learning. Yeah. And just as we decided to kind of wrap things up, more questions are coming in. We did discuss this earlier uh, from anonymous Facebook user. Uh, whose <laughs> idea was it to write the book? Um, and actually, uh, the guy that's joined us in the chat very recently, uh, Stephen uh, was the guy from Wiley Publishing, Stephen Hayes, who approached Marcus and I and said, I would, my kids are using Canvas. A lot of educators are using Canvas what in the world is this thing? And I think we need a dummies book for it. And I'm the guy that can make that happen. Would you guys be interested? So um, really was uh, was his idea. Um, Marcus, we share this a lot in the podcast. So mm -hmm. very interesting. Um, be real. What's your favorite gem feature in Canvas for K-12 users? I know I've always been a, a huge fan of Studio. We talk a lot about, uh, about that um, on the podcast. And in fact, if you're interested in a lot of these gems, we do something called What's in Your canvas backpack on the podcast we ask all of our users uh to give us a a favorite gem of their feature whether they're in k-12 or higher ed um this book is not k-12 focused as marcus said it really spans uh the gauntlet of all the educational industry so um we are super thrilled to kind of share those with you and, and check out the podcast marcus one gem go for it throw it out there uh you know and i i, I guess i'm guilty of you know what they call recency bias um, but Eddie and I actually just did uh, a webinar here in, in the state of Indiana, and we got a chance to talk a little bit about, uh, we were focusing on the rich content editor. Um, and, and we just, it was a 30-minute uh, session uh, for some educators here. And, and the more we prepped for that and planned for it and worked through revisiting our chapter on the rich content editor and then thinking about how we were going to take all of that great content and condense it down into 30 minutes, which actually was probably more like 20. Um, we realized that like, there's so much power in the media elements within canvas and, and wherever those lie. And sort of, of course, Eddie's talking about studio, 
media recorder through rich content editor and all of the ways and places that that can come uh, to a teacher to use and for students to use. And so I just, to me, it always goes back to that because I've always said, if I have to type more than two steps of a process, I'm no longer typing it. I'm speaking it, you know, and, and that's me as a coach to teachers. And that's me as a teacher to my students. I want to trim the fat of the text-based instructions and I want to speak to my learners. I want them to see my face, whether they like it or not. I want them to hear my voice. I want them to hear the inflection. I want them to see me, you know, make facial expressions when I think I'm making a, a joke and it comes off as a dad joke. I want them to see and interpret all of that rather than 17 steps of a, of a list of, of, you know, instructions. And as we talked about that last week, that that's something that sticks out to me is leveraging the media along with text so that you're really providing a full and thorough, clear and concise, uh, you know, lesson or assignment or task for whomever you're teaching. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to finish with this question. It's something that um, actually just hit my inbox. Uh, and I, I'll, Marcus is not prepped for this whatsoever because it oh just boy. came in. Um, <laughs> but this is something that actually that, that actually was brought up to me as I was at FETC this past weekend with some of these educators that have joined us tonight. And they're absolutely fantastic. I was thrilled to be able to see you in person. Marcus was a little sad. He'll be able to be with us on the next event for sure. <laughs> we're already in the works on that. Um, but Marcus, as we now have a book and folks may want a copy of this book and they may see us in person and they might ask us to sign our names to this book which is the weirdest thing in the world I feel like it's a middle school yearbook Um, but if you want me to put my name in it sure Uh, the question is what will accompany your name when you are signing the book like what's a what's a go-to quote what's something that you're gonna put alongside your name that will live in infamy for the rest of time this is where we're finishing whoever asked that has clearly like cracked into my skull and has (laughs) read my mind because i've been as sad as it is i have been pondering that um my my go-to my go-to thing when people have said you know oh i want you to sign the book or whatever um uh, eddie and i can't handle compliments we're just we're we're just not we're not able so my go-to is always well that's going to significantly damage the value of the book you know if we (laughs) if we write in it um you know you're not gonna be able to sell that back at the the local university bookstore you know you're not going to get your money back um but in truth i i find myself saying i do have and i think eddie does too we do have some kind of catchphrases that we sort of lean on and um i don't know if i've settled on one i don't want to share it out yet maybe but keep it secret but i i will say that i've thought about it and i realize that that's a thing and i i think i've got it down to maybe two so i will i will absolutely share mine now most of the time i this will be a very personal message to the folks that we see and talk to like yeah but but there is something that i would like to probably finish uh, a lot of the a lot of those messages with um you know a, a a call sign so to speak um, and it's something that was said to me when I was the CT innovation coach at uh, Central Nine um, by a guy that I absolutely uh, 100% um, viewed as a mentor, not only in education, but in life. 
um, and just finding the ways that that he was building relationships with students. And um, I spent a lot of time with him outside of uh, outside of the classroom um, and just really got to know him as a person. And he always said the same thing to me. It was like his catchphrase. So I'm I'm kind of stealing it, but I almost want to do like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't ch- take. Dash Wayne Gretzky. Dash Eddie Small. <laughs> like I want to give him credit, but also like not use it as my own. But know that that came from somebody else. So I'm putting it on the record officially to all of those out there. Um, but he always said this thing to me, whether it was whether I was done with a project or I was working on a project. Before he would leave, he'd say the same thing. And he said, Eddie, if you can't make an impression, make a dent. And that's all I've been trying to do since he has said that to me from the first day of, of creating projects, which is I don't, I'm not here to leave impressions. I'm just trying to leave a big enough dent that we can make an impact in this world, whether it's sharing our stories through Canvas, sharing this experience and education that we're all going through, whether it's the crazy time through the pandemic. So um, that's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna sign. I'm gonna sign, if you can't make an impression, make a dent, dash Frank Warman, dash Eddie Small. It is on the record <laughs> officially uh, for everyone out there to know that that like, you didn't say that Eddie, that didn't come from you, right. that came from somebody else. Um, so we'll get the record straight right off the bat, but it, it has been the most impactful thing I think that, that I will remember, um, for a long time in my career and, and throughout my life. Marcus, we have been on here for an hour. When we started, I said, let's do 20 minutes. And then if folks are on and they're, commu- we'll do maybe 25, uh, maybe we'll do 45. Um, and we've been here an hour. So it's time to let all of you enjoy your life. Kat's got two kids that, that may or may not be screaming in a bathtub at some point. Um, <laughs> the water's let's, freezing. Mom. Let's, let's go be, let's go be parents again. Um, and, and educators, uh, hopefully for the rest of our lives, but we appreciate all of you so much, uh, for jumping on and, um, being a part of this. Any parting words, Marcus, before we go? Uh, I, you know, I don't have anything profound. Honestly, I'm kind of in an afterglow of your story. Like, I, now I really got to up my game now. Like, competitive. <laughs> uh, now I'm like, man, I, I got a little, like, I got kind of a little thing from that, Eddie. Oh. Good for you. It wasn't um, me. So, it, it wasn't no, me. But, no, I know. But I know. But it, it's that kind of thing where, where um, educators, we, yeah. we speak the language to each other, and it hits different amongst us uh so uh we appreciate everything that you guys have have done to help us along the way and uh being guests on our podcast and and being wonderful human beings and amazing educators and and just always pushing the needle uh to make sure that we uh as educators are doing just the absolute best uh for for kids and for really learners of all ages so uh we just feel really lucky to have everybody uh tune in and and be so supportive and i can't wait to get after let's get to work tomorrow yeah i'm excited and that is that's it that is the first ever live video uh video vlog uh what are we calling this a live stream uh the live stream q a for not only the canvas for dummies but the canvas casters we're so happy that you have joined us thank you so much we can't wait to continue to collaborate i love this comment marcus which will uh, get us to maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, we're up to something. There was a comment that came in that said, these should be regular sessions. You should always do this. And I'm not going to lie to you. This might be something we do very regularly uh, in the future. So I'm going to need to get some work done, I think. <laughs> I think, I mean, if we're going to, if I'm keeping it 100 
as as the kids say. If I'm keeping it 100, might might need what what some Botox. You know, I need some. Oh, yeah, the pel <laughs> the the Peloton's gonna see a lot of me if we have to start going on the video. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate you as always. Uh, that's Camus for Dummies. We're the Camus Casters. We will be live maybe on the next vodcast live stream of the Camus Casters. We'll hope to see you then. Oh,